what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my Welcome back. You were listening to the most realistic podcast in the country, Keep the Change. I know that for a number of you, the biggest goal that you have set for yourself is to get yourself into a house. And hey, you do you. As much as people give me a hard time of ripping on property all the time, that's not what today's podcast is going to be about. <laughs> so funny how much you go on about it. This will be helping you get into one of those bad boys. That, that is, mate. This is it. The box of sticks, you know, whatever you want to call it. We're going to help you get into that first home, and we've called this the ultimate first home deposit guide. This has come off the back of educating ourselves about how we are actually at one of the most unaffordable times to buy a property for mm. first home buyers. Now, we like to look at data. We like to look at problems and go, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. Let's help the people fix it. So let's make sure that we can ensure that you can get into a property if you want to. And of course, that starts with the deposit. So I thought Mikey, the man that sees more people through the purchase uh, process than uh, than most others in this country, Mm. you have some huge knowledge here. Yeah. So when you said we were going to do this, I I was kind of like, oh, it's a bit boring. We'll reverse engineer it. But then I also just remembered from experience, people that decide to buy their first home generally seem to do it a lot quicker than what the media and the articles and stuff written about it and how hard it is, uh, you know, say that they're going to do it. And it comes down to the percentage of your income that you can save, honestly. Because when you go through the process like you would learn from yourself here with getting rid of your cadets and your credit cards and whatever, paying off your your cue card or your student loan or whatever it is, you clock that and then you move on to how much of your income you can save. And we know you love that 40% number. Oh, baby. It is possible to save 40% of your income. I've seen people that save more than that. And even on an average income, it can be done if you set up your living stuff correctly. And that is the secret, but we'll break it down right from the house price, the deposit requirement, the whole lot. Let's do some numbers, baby. So, median house price across the country, 780000 Oh, sorry. So, if you're in Auckland, actually, that's doable in Auckland. We see lots of prices, uh, lots of houses. Um, 780K. Yeah. I guess before we go deeper, we understand that you may not be in Auckland. You may not be looking at a property that is the median. There are principles in here. Yeah. But we're going to use some numbers to help the median of people listening, which would probably be a good majority of them, understand this. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing to understand, if we're going to talk about the property being 780K, there's there's two things. Generally speaking, you need a 20% deposit, right? But for a first home buyer, going through a certain set of rules and processes, and if you've got a good quality mortgage broker, you can actually do it with 10%. With 10? So... The two the important differences about having a 10% deposit and a 20% deposit to understand, obviously you're going to have a smaller mortgage to start with, but you're actually going to have a lower interest rate on the mortgage if you get to 20%. Because I've given the bank more of a deposit. 
Yep. So you're lower risk because there's more equity in the property, right? Got it. So for the sake of this, we're going to do 10% because afterwards I can just say double it. <laughs> okay. So 10% deposit, $78,000. Yep. How do we get there? Some data came out the other day that said average first home buyers are about 158K. That's about right. We The ones that we see are around uh, 160-ish. So I've got 160 here. So household income, 160K, 80K salary each. Now, if we go and charge, you know, 4% KiwiSaver because you're a good little saver and you've been doing that, then we go and take your tax away and stuff like that. It's about 59 grand a year or 11.35 per week each. Okay. Now your job is to look at that and go, right, I've got my rent here, my food, my living costs, my partying, my whatever, these subscriptions of 33 streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> All of that. But I've got to work out how to save 40% of my net income after my tax and KiwiSaver and everything has been deducted. That's ridiculous. It's, it is ridiculous, but here's the exciting part, right? So yeah, buying a house yeah. is ridiculous. Is, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm on, I'm on track. If you, if you do save 40% of that, of your combined, you're tapping on the door of $908 a week. You... Over the space of about a year, you're going to have about six and a half, seven grand in your KiwiSaver without including any growth from it. That's just the 4% that got sucked away from it. Yep. You're less than 80 weeks away from having your deposit, but like one and a half years, basically. Okay. So 1135 per person per week. So I'm 1135 times two, and then we're trying to save 40% of that would be stacking 908 a week. I times that by 52. I've got 47 racking and stacking in the bank there. I need to get to 78. Yeah. So I am divide that by 78,000. I'm 60% of the way there after 12 months and then I know I've got some kiwi saver stacking up on the side over there as well. Yep. And maybe even some first home buyer grants. Let's 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 not look at the uh the bonuses, yeah. so to speak. Let's just keep it to the okay, cool. So we're looking at trying to save 40% while then objections going to be that's ridiculous. I can't do the 40% thing. Uh my first piece that I would add in here mate, how bad do you want it? Because that's, that's how you, it. Yeah, yeah. That's how you start changing this shit and how you start speeding it up. It's pretty interesting hearing all of that kind of stuff, and then I get to see the real life thing happening. Yeah, and people do it in two years all the time. They finish uni, they fuck off overseas, spend everything they have, and then they come back, and in like two years, they've done it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's quite it's quite funny, really. And there's other people that don't do the overseas thing and then just like live the, live the lifestyle and get to like 35 and haven't done it. Maybe, maybe they don't want to, but if they, then they complain and stuff like that, you know? So it really truly does come down to that one thing of how much you want it, but you should, you should do these numbers for yourself because mm. you can double this and be like, Oh, in four years I'll have my 20% and then I can go and do it with better interest rates or stuff like that. You might decide that you want to do it with 15 get in there and then use that money that you're saving on extra mortgage repayment to build it up once you've got your house. If you think the market's going to run away from you. Oh, better not. Um, but it truly is just how much do you want it? You might adjust it and be like, no, nah, I can save 50% of my income and shave it down to 18 months instead of 22. You know, there's all sorts of things you can do. Generally speaking, first home buyers can access all the benefits too. Yeah. So we can do it with lower deposits, but also government grants. So at the moment, if you buy a home in Auckland and it's under 875000 you can go to KO. I think they've just changed their name, but anyway. And you can be like, oh, 
chuck us 10 grand each, baby. We're going to chuck that into our deposit. 20 grand on top. Didn't even have to save it. And Matt, what? <laughs> I've lost. Yeah, what? They're going to give you money. Free money. What What do they get back in return? A pumping housing market. <laughs> Are they? But that, I thought that first home part, I think, had shut. Or That's closed. the partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like many other products. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So the partnership thing was a partnership mm. where they own a percentage of the property. This one, you just get free money. Oh, Luke's just like, <laughs> what the? F-? Mate, because I know. If one thing the last three years have taught me yeah. since August 2020 when I was yelling in the street about how there was no such thing as free money. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how? Was this, what is, how is this still a thing? How is this still yeah. a saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's not even explore that. Let's just go back to some principles here. So step one is figure out what our house purchase price is going to be, right? Yep. Because then we've got data. Yep. Step two is times that by 0.1, which gives us 10%. Yeah, or if you're like a dummy like me, my calculator, I can just put times 10%. Oh, nice. it works it out for me. And then we've got our target. Yeah. And we love a target because once we have a target, then we know that we can build a plan to get there. Now, from there, we need to, the simple next principle was try and save 40% of your income. Now, I know that there'll be people that are like, absolutely no way. You guys don't understand. You can't do, do that. That's why I slotted in there figure out how bad do you want it because you will make changes depending on how bad you want something. Mm -hmm. But I know that for some of you that won't be possible. So then you're going to give up and you're going to go, this podcast isn't actually the ultimate guide to saving for my first home. So now what you have to do is look at yourself in the mirror and realize you're a bitch because you're not (laughs) willing to make changes. No, I'm only kidding. What you want to do now is you want to run a budget so you want to then figure out, don't give up yet, go, righto, what income do I have? Because you're, you're, you're already, I can hear you as well, you're like, I don't have 1135 per week. A, I don't earn that much. B, you forgot about student loans. C, I'm single. Mm. Back to the mirror, poor me, you're being a bitch. Okay? Just tell yourself, no, please, just stick with the exercise for the bit. So you're already trying to find the reasons why you can't do this. So then what we're going to do for you is we're going to do a budget. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to the payee.net.nz calculator. You're going to key in your income. You're going to choose how much you contribute to KiwiSaver. And then you're going to see how much that you have net after tax each week. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't already know that, I'm going to jump through the mirror now and smack you in the face and call you a bitch and say, you should understand how much you (laughs) have each week. I use that calculator literally every day. Awesome. So now you have your figure. And now you have to go back to the question, how bad do you want it? Because... From there, you've basically now got your limitation because you've set that for yourself. You're like, that's all I have to play with. Now, that's you. That's the standard version of you. Now, all of the decisions you made before today got you to be that person. And to be honest, a lot of them just happened for you because your degree is much the same as everybody else that did that degree. Oh. Um, sorry. Oh, yeah. The certificate looks identical to other people's, just, yeah, but it's just got a different name dreams. on it. <laughs> now, you're not that special. Neither am I. Neither is Mikey. But where you start to become special is when you go, fuck, that did kind of just happen. I'm actually another four versions of myself that I'm going to become. And one of those might be I'm going to decrease my living costs. So it could be I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm going to move home. I'm going to get somebody to sleep in my room with me and that's going to cut down my cost of rent. It's more fun when they sleep in your room too. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to let people stay. No, I won't go down that avenue because that is the extra income avenue. But you've got to now look at some levers here from the standard version of yourself that you've just let yourself become, which is your net income amount per month and go, what am I willing to change? Because that's the only way that that figure is going to change. Like it or not, that is all up to you. Now, yeah. the standard version of you won't let that happen. Unfortunately, there's no magic secret that can be done. Apart from the KO thing with the 10 grand yeah. of my, my tax money, you <laughs> say. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I don't think we should be encouraging yeah. people to. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, 39%. It's killing me, guys. Yeah. Anyway, you go and use it if you have to use it. But you're right. There's no magic things, right? So then it's back to you. It's you yeah. in the mirror. And it's how bad do I want it? You'll find by going through the exercise of what Luke's just said is that you can start making adjustments and then you change the number and then you total up the number of weeks that it will take to get there. And because you're adjusting things, you can see that the weeks it takes changes. And then you go, oh, 70 is nicer than 79 weeks. And then you start yes. getting excited. Yes. And then you start getting motivated. And then you start getting addicted to the whole process. And that's how it can speed up. Yeah. And then you go from how bad do I want it to fuck, I didn't even know I wanted it this bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're really starting to put the gas on. Yeah. And that's what I say. You've probably got three or four versions of yourself in here that you don't realize you actually have. So mm. if we look at it like when we're going to game it, we're just putting on a new piece of armor. Now, the first version of you is just standing there, spinning around at the start of the game, going, this is fucking hard. This is impossible. And then you realize, oh, extra armor is cut down on my living costs. I could do that. There's actually a way I could do that. Uh, there might be a simple one over there that's basically, righto, can we cut some expenses out of your current budget because you can eyeball all of those costs. And then there's another one. That one looks way scarier and a little bit further away, but it's extra income, mm. for instance. But you've got to know why you need to put that armor on or that different version of yourself and have a strong reason to do it, i.e., I don't want this to take a year. Mm. The simplest way to do it is obviously to ring the bank of mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's probably the magic trick. But again, for some of you, that's not going to be reality. Own your reality. Own your shit. Don't compare yourself to other people. Who cares? You've got your own race ahead of you. You can run that. And these versions of yourself are out there. It's just hard to go and get to them. Now, the person who rings bank of mum and dad as well they're not going to learn the things that you're going to learn through the process. So, oh, yes, poor you. You can't do that. You don't have that. They're privileged. They're white. They're with the patriarchy. They live in fucking wherever. Who gives a shit, right? You're going to get some epic lessons by not ringing the bank of mum and dad as well. Are you disadvantaged? Of course you are. Give yourself whatever term you want. Now, I'm not ripping on the people that have to ring mum and dad. That's fine. We all do those things in life, but there's a value and going through the struggle as well. So do not forget what you'll learn through that process because it could be mm. the thing that helps you pay down your mortgage even faster once you get there if you so choose to do that as well. Yeah, I do think just in general, this is a personal thing, right? But if you've got a, if you're doing it with a partner, it's crucial that you have this conversation together. You cannot start, like finish this podcast and be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to save our first house deposit over the next 18 months. And then not be on the same page. It's just going to make a messy scenario when you're like, when you get there and then one's done it and not one hasn't. Like you want to have this open conversation. You want to align the goals, mm. make sure that you're both going down the same road. Because if there's like disparity there, then you just end up fucking all over the show. Sacrifices, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, and also that doesn't change throughout your life because 
my partner and I, we had this conversation this this week gone. Mm. We were looking at things we've got coming up in 2024. I'm like, far out. Like, we're lucky we earn a shit ton of money to be able to afford to do all these things. We've yep. got so much on that it's almost like we're begrudging how much we have to do. And I'm like, yeah. hey, we need to really reframe the way we're looking at this stuff. Yeah. But I said, let's remember how much stuff we've already said yes to so that we can start saying no to some things that really aren't that important, but sound like good ideas because they're three or four months away. Mm. But let's remember that when they come around, it could be like, oh, fuck, I've got that this weekend. So, you know, you can practice this stuff at all ages of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where there's actually some cool lessons in like saving up and getting into your first home. Yeah. And although I'm not like a like a true hard believer and everyone must have a home and and that's sort of like that Kiwi grind of doing it, but I, I do believe like this is a, if you don't do it, use this stuff with whatever else you're going to do. Yeah. Because the basics and the principles are the same. Yeah. You know, like sit down, do your math, work out, put some time frames around it, get get into the hunting season on it, basically. Oh, damn it, I had that written down here, oh, you asshole. <laughs> just hit my <laughs> good yeah. boy. That's you know, right. This is a form of hunting season, eh? Yeah, hundred you percent, know? man. Like, and it, and that is back to what I was saying on that pod, being like, how much do you want it? Right, I want it. Now it's time to fucking hit the go button. Mm. So plan it, strategize, do the math, and then stick to it. Take action, and then don't deviate. Some of the ways you can do that. So let's say we've got to the point where we've got our net amount each week that we have to play with. And you say, boys, I just cannot save the 40. Thanks for your fucking tune up there, but it ain't happening. Okay, <laughs> what is your percentage? Yep. You've got a baseline percentage. The standard version of you has a baseline that it knows each week that it can save. We create a separate bank account and it's called house deposit. Yep. We've taken a form of action to make us feel like we're a step closer. We instantly want to crank a bit of coin in there, mm. something anything 100 bucks because it's more than zero yeah it's an action taken towards achieving what you want you get a dopamine hit you get the i've done something here mm. and you've proven to yourself that you're a little bit more committed to this thing you were when you hadn't set up the bank account nor put 100 bucks in there now set up an automatic payment that is basically set so as soon as you get paid You've got your standard version of you, what that leftover figure is, and that's getting pumped straight into yeah. that account. Now, the standard version of you too might have some bad habits and it might lean on that fund at some stage and have a few extra beers or a few lattes or a few... Off to mum. Yeah. Off to... There we go. It, yeah. So let's think about that. What are our financial habits like? If Can I trust myself? Let's have a real honest conversation. Have I been able to trust myself three years leading into this? Now, the question there becomes... Can I achieve this goal if I can't trust myself? Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to be really honest with myself. High chance I'm going to lean into that. Okay, what can I put in place? I might get it and I might put it into a term deposit for six months lock every time. Period. Yeah, lock it up, lock it up, lock it up so you can't touch it. Oh, but I've done that before and I have just cancelled the term deposit. We know humans are creative. How do I know this shit? Because I've done all this <laughs> shit, right? So then you might say, right, oh, I'm going to punch it all off to someone who you have a lot of respect for and you feel really embarrassed to go to them and say, hey, I'm having fucking a few cigars in the viaduct and we've just put the hat around for some espresso martinis. You ain't going to ring them and say that, right? Mm. So give it to that person. Make sure you can trust them, et cetera, especially because that number could get bigger. But the principle is automate it. So automate some of your saving so that you don't rely on you because you 
are not reliable. Yeah. Because you haven't brought a house yet, so you don't have all the skills required to save for that house. So automate it, use technology. That's what it was built for. There for- was a period in my life, and uh, mum might listen to this, but I'm pretty sure I had my paycheck from work go directly to her, and then she would shave off like the 60% or something and send it to me. I would hate to know how much money I would have if I still did that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, wow. That's, a, that's I mean, that so, could be Because I didn't trust myself. Yeah. And there were still times when I'd like beg her. I'm like, can you please just give me 40 out of like the money? And I think she caved a few times. But, nice. um, but basic, basically I was like, nah, whatever, half of it or whatever is going mm. to mum and I'll get it at the end of the year or whatever. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So just using that stuff is, if you don't trust yourself, is important. Okay, so we've got our net amount that we're saving. We've automated that. We're feeling good. Now what happens is we get into the grind and we get into the, this is going to take ages, which Mikey spoke about before. So we need some ways to excite ourselves. Now, as I often talk about cutting unnecessary expenses and whatnot, cool. I'm not a massive fan of that forever. Mm. Definitely in a season, for sure. But you want to outgrow that to think bigger for as sure. well. But this is a perfect time too to go, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm going to cut some unnecessary expenses. That's taken me from 18 months to 14 months. That still seems too slow for me. Mm. What can I do to increase my income? Now, that's different for all of us, but we have done a thousand podcasts Mm. on different ways to find extra income, right? But what you'd want to do with that is go and earn it and then go, right, 90% of that at least – of what you earn after tax is going straight into that account. Yeah. And you want to excite yourself by seeing that number get bigger. And then you also want to track it. So you might want to have a pad and a pen. And each time you put money into it, you write it down, $302, whatever, like every dollar counts. Don't round it down to the 300, 302, and then watch that number grow. You get some interest on top of it. It's compounding. You want to track that figure so you can keep seeing it increase because you're trying to keep it on your mind so that you keep your actions on your mind to do that. If you haven't listened to the two podcasts around stacking 100,000 and then stacking 100,000 around two, very much the same principles. Mm. And so you just want to keep it growing and growing. But you get given some money. I have a goal. What will I do with this money? I will put it into my goal account, my goal being my first home deposit. Yeah. So you're trying to force yourself to continue to live off of the money that you're earning each week, but then you are smashing any extra that you get into this pot because yeah. it's it's a bonus and I, you've activated a different version of yourself. I do think you kind of have to gamify it a little bit. You want to be like checking your bank account and your KiwiSaver multiple times a week. And then if there's changes, updating your spreadsheet or whatever you're running off or your budget because, and you want to get enjoyment out of that. And then like, if your KiwiSaver goes down because the share market dips a bit, you're like, fuck, you want to, you want to have the reaction of like, I need to figure out how to make up that difference and keep Mm. that number up. And you want to have that gamified stuff because if you don't, it is fucking boring. Yeah. Like you're going to go through a period of like your mates going, where are you? You know, like, why can't you come out on Thursday? Oh, mate, because I'm sitting in the corner of my house like I have been for the last 14 <laughs> weekends <laughs> waiting for Monday so I can go back to work. That's why. But, yeah, you're going you're gonna to need patience, which is basically there's going to be times where you don't know what to do and you're going to have to figure out how to get through those because mm. you've made decisions that are to sacrifice things that you would normally fill up that time with. And 
yes, you're going to get pestered by people to come and join them, and and then things will pop up too, out of nowhere, fucking, you know, stuff that you will genuinely say to yourself, fuck, you know, I have to go to that. Like my best mate, I have to be best ma- man at the wedding next year for my best mate or whatever. Yeah, you know, like I didn't know that was going to happen, and that's something I can't sacrifice. Be a solutions person, not a problems person. Find a solution, find the money. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Try and try and try and keep that number in that set savings account moving in one direction only until you get there. Yeah. And you will take the lessons from that journey with you for the rest of your life into all sorts of avenues. Mm. And you know, then one day. 2022 will happen and your house will go down in value. It'll be the first time ever and you'll think, fuck, that hurts because you're not used to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or fucking business will go backwards or your income will drop and you'll be like, shit, I've been conditioned for growth. Good point on the KiwiSaver piece. If you are looking to buy a home, you're not obviously going to want that to be risky, right? So if you're thinking you're going to be able to buy in the next 18 months, I would imagine all financial advisors and KiwiSaver advisors and mortgage advisors would be like, oh, okay, don't have your bloody fund that you've got in your KiwiSaver in a high-risk uh, yeah, crypto yeah. fund like uh, some people we may know, for instance, you know? <laughs> so you want to make sure your KiwiSaver is working for you. Now, working for you simply means that it's not going to work against you. Working against you means not going to go down because fucking Heartland Bank caved in by 30%. Yeah. And now you've lost three grand of your, you know, well, or 3% of your KiwiSaver, right? You Like Mike said, you don't want that number to keep increasing. So make sure with the money that you do have that you're positioned smartly. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And I think there it becomes, once you can and have gamified the savings game and towards deposit and you figure out ways to do it faster and faster and faster and you bring that end date down from 79 weeks to 70 to 65, then you start going, maybe I should do a 20% deposit. Ooh. And then you start thinking of these other things. But, you know, yeah. go have go have conversations with your mortgage advisors and stuff around that when you want to do it. Cause sake, I just wrote that down too. Oh. <laughs> You're reading off my notes now. No, so I can't <laughs> read your fucking handwriting, mate. Just the upside down. But I was thinking, we're 26 into this ultimate guide to your first home deposit. And we haven't even spoken about speak to a mortgage advisor. Mm. Like sometimes what I like to do if I have a goal is go and collect the data because what you may think, like you said at the start, sometimes you think that you could be 24 months away or Mm. it could be this hard and then someone has the knowledge and they go, oh no, this is all you have to do. You realize like, oh shit. Mm. And if you put that conversation off by six months, you might've slowed down yourself six months and you go, well, I wish I had that earlier. So I would lean into a smart mortgage advisor and say, here's my goal, what I'm looking to do. Tell me what I'm going to need to do. Mm. You know, what am I missing? And that is a lesson you can take with you for the rest of your life for as well. Sure, man. Yeah. Going back to making sacrifices and stuff like that, here's a couple of little tidbits that most people probably wouldn't think about. So you're going to have to say no a bit more if you're going to have to sacrifice. So A, you're going to have to learn how to do that. You're going to have to learn how that impacts you and build yourself some frameworks of how to do that so that it sits with you a bit more comfortable, especially if you're a people pleaser and you're used to being able to do everything. Now, the other thing is be very, what's the word? Be very confident and deliberate and descriptive of what your goal is when you say no to people or when you talk about it. What that means is don't go around saying, nah, I can't do that. We're saving to buy our first home. Everyone's like, man, I hear that all the time. That's fucking boring. Oh, okay. Like, and people are going to put their worldview on you. Yeah. 
you want to say, I'd love to come, but I can't because in 17 months, we're going to buy our first property and we've figured out how much we need to save to be able to do it. And so we're on this level of budget and we are hissing to do it. People are going to be like, whoa, okay. No worries, man. Completely get it. You might not want to go to that level, but also what I mean is speak to your family about it. Speak to your employer about it. Speak to people that you care about it. Say, fuck, we've run the numbers and in 14 months, we reckon we're going to be able to buy a property. We've looked into what we're going to need to do to be able to get there. So like, that's all we're doing for this next 14 months. You're probably thinking, why the hell would you go around doing that? The reason you do that is because most people never speak that deliberately about mm. their goals. So if you do, someone listening is like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Okay. And then their mind turns to, I wonder if there's ways that I could help them. Because- mm. A lot of people actually like to help other people. Mm-hmm. So it's a life hack, man. Yeah, yeah. this fucking real weird thing starts happening. <laughs> yeah. Is that opportunities start happening, and all of a sudden, your boss that you thought, well, I might just say, oh yeah, we're saving for our first home, and you've said we're saving, and by this month, and I'm also looking for ways to speed it up. Your boss is like needing some extra work done on a weekend, or their mate needs someone to help move all the furniture out of their house and they're willing to pay 300 bucks cash, they're like, fuck, I wonder if Mikey's keen to do it. Mm. He's saving for a home. He probably is. Yeah. Hey, Mikey, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Because my mate, he's minted and he needs you to move, well, he needs someone to move all the furniture. They're going to pay furniture removals. Do you want to go there and help them? It's 300 bucks. Yeah, probably, probably should. So when you start to speak to your goals in more confidence and being deliberate about them and willing to share them, mm other people weirdly start to notice it and they start to think, oh, well, I want to help this little bastard. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's a pretty cool goal. So use that to your advantage as well because you will find that you will have some wins through that 16-month or 14-month journey yep. that you wouldn't have had if you just simply told people or kept it quiet or just like hid or mm. whatever. But if you can articulate what your goals are, you will find that people really like that mm. and they want to help you get there faster. A hundred percent, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Mate, this is why this is the ultimate guide Yeah, to saving the deposit for your first home. Not yep. just the pussy's guide. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know if cats buy houses, but... <laughs> yeah, I think just the fact that all of these things are really good lessons just for life in general. Like, It's funny, eh? I still use budgeting and forecasting every week. Yeah, same. You know, like I just, for my businesses, you know, I look at my average expenses and I map them out and I take stuff out that I think I'm going to drop and include other bits that I think I'm going to add and make up revenue that I think I'm going to make and then <laughs> get excited by it. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, cool. Do? And then I can be like, oh yeah, that's going to be that at this time and I can do that with this and, you know, I just, I almost live by this. Yeah. This is like the first home buyer's how to save a deposit, but this is like, how Mikey lives his life, mm. really, when, yeah. when you extrapolate it out. Like, if you get into the habit of doing this, you will use it nonstop for the rest of time. If you really want to buy a first home, you would not surround yourself with data to suggest it's impossible. Inversion, man. Yeah. Yeah, be and careful what you're consuming too. Fucking rest in peace, Charlie Munger, eh? that 99-year-old fucking legend. Yeah. Died the other day. It was my favorite thing that he explained, eh? Because I had it in me. I was like, one day I just said to myself, like, 
doing it that way won't work if you keep doing it type thing. Like, mm. invert it. Like, what is the worst possible way to save for a house? Yeah. Spend 100% of your income, like, sit on the couch, don't do anything, whatever. Okay. So flip it. The ultimate way would be save 100% of your income. Not possible, but keep going back to where it is and then start adding in things and making the changes. I would be collecting data from my friends as well that have done it or even acquaintances or just people you know that have recently brought their first home. Can I come have a look? Mm-hmm. Um, go and get inspired by it. Go and learn. What would you do differently? And ask them, hey, do you guys do anything to sort of speed up your deposit? People love reteaching stuff. You will learn things from other people. I do all the time. A lot of the stuff that I study is me looking at people that have achieved things in business and doing things online and different marketing things. Been like, oh, I wonder why they're doing that. And then I hear one thing. Yep. I'm like, oh, wow, bang, massive unlock. Yeah. You know, but they're not specifically saying, here's the fucking three unlocks to, they yeah, just yeah, mention yeah. something and you go like, I hadn't thought of that. Yep. And the beauty of not thinking about that is now someone planted a seed. Yeah. And then you get to figure out, do you water it or do you just let that one go? Or maybe you do it later. But there, the data does not lie. There's never been a more unaffordable time to be getting into being a first home buyer. Mm-hmm. But first home buyers are still buying. Yeah. So the data, which would you rather sit on? And if you re- if your goal really is to buy a home in time, then it doesn't matter if this is the most unaffordable time because all that you now know is if you can do it, well, fuck. Yeah. You've, you've got something that other people don't. 100%. And you've learned some shit that's helped you be a part of the other subset that can do it and those lessons, again, no one can take them from you. Yeah, and that's goes back to like what we talk about heaps. All you're doing here is just compounding skills on top of skills, eh? Yeah. It's, it's so valuable because skills can never be taken away from you until you get Alzheimer's or dementia or die. And you can take them anywhere in the world you want and they stack. So like I was just saying, like this is the guide to saving 10% for, for the median home, but I use it in my day-to-day business week to week. Yeah. You know, like literally it, it, it gets more complex now, but fuck – like, man, same basics. Yeah. Different vehicle, rock and roll. Like these these skills compound and you never lose them and Well, mate, I feel like it's only taken us thirty five minutes to rip through the ultimate guide. Well, that's it. I think this is the most positive housing podcast <laughs> I've ever been on you with. <laughs> Shit, I'd like to apologize to uh all of those property owners out there. Uh, it's such a great asset. Uh but you know, I think we want to encourage. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm all for whatever your goals are. I want to see people achieve them, and I don't care if it's. You know, yeah, man, hundred percent. I hope people don't mistake my sometimes ragging on the housing market, just having some fun with it. For like, I'm a guy that basically just wants people to win and to get the things that they want, and to um, basically remove the implant in their brain that it's not possible, whatever mm-hmm. that goal is, and and show people ways to speed up and even just believe that they can do it but I think a lot of the time it it comes back to with our goals how bad do you want it and Mm -hmm. and only you can know that and you will stumble and you will get pissed up and you will dip into that fund and you will do dumb shit and the thing will pop up where you've got to go to a funeral and so you have to lean on it that's all good you know you won't know until those moments happen but hey you look at that and go right 
now I've got to put the gas back down. There's a thousand bucks that's been taken out of there. You'll know because you'll feel it. And you've been, when you do it, because I've done it, when you do it, you'll be dishonest with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you feel gutted. You're like, fuck. And you just have to say to yourself, right, it's done. Let's get back to it. Yeah. It's one week out of the equation. That's right. Let's roll. Zoom out. Yeah. yeah. What can I do to make up for this? And push harder. Yeah. 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 So how bad do you want it? Only you can answer that. But we've given you the steps that you need to be thinking about when it comes to that. The thing that we didn't go deep into because it's always changing, but go and research the government assistance and what subsidies or things that you might be eligible for. Mm. Go and read up on those. Ask other people who have brought, ask lawyers, ask mortgage advisors, Google it. Unbelievable tool, this Google thing. Mm. A lot of people didn't have that back in the day. Go and get the education that you need. Treat this as a chapter of your life as well. You know, it's a project that you're working through and then you get into home ownership and you get to go on to that chapter as well. Don't just sit at that standard version of yourself. Challenge yourself to become a different version that sits around that and figure out what it is you're going to need to do to be able to achieve your goal. 100%, man. Righto, team. So in 18 months, when you've brought your houses, drop us a line. Tell us if you use the ultimate guide. Tag us in it. Yeah. We'll come along. We'll come, I was going to come say we'll come to the roof shout, but that's uh, <laughs> what, what they, like a housewarming. Housewarming, yeah. Yeah. We'll bring a bottle of champagne. I'll bring a line red. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> See you there, team.